the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hello there, it's Mel G and this week on my nifty little podcast we're going to be talking about A, Mark Wahlberg, B, Baristas and C, Tell Mel, where I get to give you some pretty, no-nonsense, unexpurgated advice. Now, Bush, you know how on this show we like to turn over a new leaf? Yes. Yeah? We started our elite table tennis last week. Mm-hmm. That's gone very well, I feel, for we, us. We're very close to the Tokyo Olympics, aren't we now? We're near yeah. the drink-all uh, standard. Um, now, <laughs> I've taken a cutting, not not from the garden, right? from a newspaper. I'm going to lay this on you, Bush. Mm-hmm. I want to basically tell you about something. This is a new leaf that we're going to be turning. This is Mark Wahlberg, yeah? Ooh, yeah. Hollywood film star. Uh-huh. Bit of a dude. He's been in lots of famous films like Boogie Nights, just to name but one. Uh-huh. He used to be a rapper, I believe, didn't he? He was Marky Mark in the somethings. Yeah. In the somethings. Mm-hmm. This is Mark Wahlberg's typical day, Bush. Listen carefully, because we will be discussing. Right. I'm going to do the accent, because I think it will give it depth. I woke at 4am, made myself breakfast. Egg whites, Ezekiel, in brackets, sprouted grain. <laughs> Bread with butter and sliced avocado. Then I was in the gym for 50 minutes. I went back up to the kitchen, had a protein shake, and made salads and turkey burgers to travel with me. I woke up the kids at 6.15, left the house at 6.30. I was on the golf course by 7 a.m. I ran the course while playing another hour and 30 minutes exercise and got home by 9.15. Cut to the evening. I get the kids bathed. I take them in and read to them. And then I get my wife and we go to bed at 8.15 so I can get up at 4 a.m. again. That, my friend, is what we should all be doing. Look how much he does between 4 and 9.15 in the morning. It's unbelievable. He crams more stuff in before I've even woken up than I can even imagine. He eats Ezekiel. Yes. Which is not one of his children. It's actually <laughs> sprouted grain. Um, I mean, he does all sorts. He makes turkey burgers to travel with. Oh my God. Bush, this is the way we should be going. He runs around a golf course hitting the balls without even standing for a second. Yeah. Yes. And at 9.15, he probably goes and has really high-powered meetings about his next filmic projects. Yes, that's exactly what he does. Bush, V and me have got some talking and thinking to do, OK? Now, controversial. <laughs> Controversy is reigning in this temple of harmony and peace. Mm-hmm. Louise, our producer, has just shouted and she said she would hate to go out with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I have just said I'd quite like it. Bush. Why, why, would you, why would you like somebody? Because we've just heard about Mark uh, Wahlberg's daily routine, which is very regimented. Yes. You would like someone to... to Love a regiment, mate. ...order you around like that, Mel? Love a military lifestyle, you really? know me. Yeah. What about bed at 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock, is that what time he goes to bed? 8.15. 8.15, would you be happy with 8.15 bed? To be really frank and honest with you, I don't see the point of night time. <laughs> <laughs> I love nothing more than getting into the jimmy jams and hunkering in at about... I mean, it's sad, really. I could go to bed at nine every night. What Seriously. time do you get your pyjamas I love off? my friends. I love my pals. I love. I do love socialising. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I love, love the gym jams. Give, give us a kind of rough time, Mel, that you get into the pyjamas. 10.30. 10.30. I can go to midnight occasionally. I've been known to see New Year in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and occasionally go absolutely, oh, absolutely 
off the scale uh-huh. and stay up till two. Get out of town. That's a rarity now, though. What about you, Bush? Night owl. I'm a night owl. I stay yeah, up really late. You're arty. You do a lot of drawing and a lot of amazing artwork. Do you do that at night? I would love to say that I did, man. I appreciate you having the best faith in me, but really I play on a PlayStation <laughs> and muck about. Oh, you don't. I'm just an idiot. And what about your partner? She's just really disappointed in me. <laughs> Kind of regrets it all, really. Um, is Mark Wahlberg doing anything tonight? I, I, I like the idea of... of Wahlberg? Of getting Wahlberged up with my life and getting more out of it. Well, let's try and cram some more stuff in. What let's, can we do? Let's work it out. Something with Ezekiel. Yes. Open up the retro jar, the chutney jar of delights, and let's see what the heck is inside. Someone from our office has picked this as a subject, and here we go. Weirdest first date. Ooh. Weird first date smell. Mm. Mm. Have you ever had a blind date? Ever done a blind date? I married my blind date. Did you? Reader, I married him. Well, wow. it wasn't really a blind date, it was a set-up okay. date. And it took two years. Two years of organising? Not two years of organising. <laughs> I was going to say, he's very hard to pin down, the your fella. I was set up with my adored other half uh-huh. by his brother... Uh-huh. And uh, then um, pride kicked in, and I didn't talk to him. But uh, two years later, we were engaged. Wow. Yeah. But we- how, about- how about you, Bush? Weird first dates. Um, mm, yeah. Yes, yes, it's coming back to me now. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a couple of, like, dates where you set up with people and it's just been awful. But um, yeah. I-, I think I've avoided the, the whole... Um, what's the word? We Oh, no, I'm such an old man. Will you slide left and right with your thumb and go on dates with... What's it called? Swipe. Is that the name of the actual thing? No, Tinder. 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 T- I've avoided the Tinder thing where you're yeah. like going on those dates. I mean, imagine there must be, you never know who you're going to get with that kind of stuff, do really you? Really stressful, mate. I know. I, I had a terrible first date once with a stand-up comedian who <laughs> shall be nameless. Um, <laughs> and um, I ran away. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You did a runner. Yeah. We went into a uh, nightclub and I said, I'm going to the loo and I ran off. Oh, my word. I think everyone's got that in the locker if it gets to that point in a, in a day. What, what was so bad that you had to run? He kept on quoting Spinal Tap, which I love. <laughs> Spinal Tap is my absolute go-to. It's always my favourite film. I yeah. love Spinal Tap. But he over-quoted from it. He was kind of ruining it. If you quote from a film, you've got to just drop it in cash. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, at a sort of clever moment, at an opportune moment, he was just reciting chunks of Spinal Tap. <laughs> and it just wasn't funny. Was it a kind of nervous thing that he was kind of defaulting no, to? No, he was no? very, very confident and very pleased with himself. Really? Mm-hmm. And, and you so did I had a, to run away. Oh, wow, I love that. What did you say you were going to do? You were going to go to the, the loo? the ladies' loo. I said, I'm just popping off the loo. <laughs> I love That's it. quite naughty, though. No, I wholeheartedly endorse He brought it on himself with his stupid I think quotes. He did. He? he did. Do you ever see this guy no. now? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Haven't seen him in years, decades. <laughs> Good, we've sorted that out. <laughs> uh, now, it's Mel Giel Magic. Uh, it is the time of the show. Oh, I love this motivational bed of music that we have here. Now... I'm excited. <laughs> you can sing along with any song, can't you, Mel? Oh, seriously, anything. <laughs> um, Bush, you may have just thought to yourself this morning, yeah, it's Saturday, October the 15th. What of it? Yeah. Little did you know, my friend, today is World Bridge Day. Wow. What's your favourite bridge, Mel? Go on. 
I'm a big fan of anything built by Brunel. You, you know love me. Brunel, don't you? I fancy Brunel. He's like your sepia tone pinup, isn't he? <laughs> He's my dead crush. Yeah, dead crush. I love him. Isambard, man. Yeah. He was amazing. My dead crush is Joan of Arc. I always thought <gasps> she looked quite, you know, She's fit. Great. You know what I mean? She's well fit. Anyway, back to the bridges. Yeah, come on, man. Tell me. Three amazing facts about bridges. Good. First one, the first welded road bridge was designed, and I thought you'd like this, Mel, by Polish engineer Stefan Breyler in 1927. Engineer. 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 Good. Now, that's a very good fact. Thanks very much. What was his second name? Uh, Stefan Brailia. Sounds more Dutch than Polish, but... Brailia. Next one, for its 50th anniversary, the weight of an enormous crowd completely flattened the arch of the roadway of the Golden Gate Bridge in 87. They've got to pace the amount of traffic and people going over that, haven't they? That's exactly what I said to them on the forum. Make some calls. (laughs) Exactly. Bush on on the... Forum. I love a bridge forum. Good bridge forum. I've got Come one on. more fact. One Good. more fact. It's also about the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Uh, proposed colours for the bridge included carbon grey, aluminium or aluminum, as they say in America. What yes. would, how would Mark Wahlberg say that? Aluminum. Aluminum. <laughs> or black. And the US Navy wanted black and yellow stripes for greater visibility when they were going underneath it. In the end, they settled for international orange, which is the actual name of that colour. Oh, I like the idea of yellow and black, like a big bumblebee bridge. Stripey, like, watch out. The way a roadie might tape something up if you don't want to bang your head. (laughs) Um, Very, very good bridge stuff. Bush. Bush. Yes. Now, I'm going to do it in the voice of Mark Wahlberg. Okay, yeah, yeah. How's your wee been? Oh, God, that's quite terrifying, isn't it? Come on. Well, listen, Mark. Dish the doit. Dish the doit. Dish the doit. Well, I've, I don't know about you. I spend a lot of time uh, procrastinating in coffee shops. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Hanging about. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that's been really winding me up. I just want to see whether it annoys you too. Good. Tell when me. It, whenever I go and order a coffee, they mm-hmm. all seem to have their own language for small, yeah. medium, and large. Oh. Grande, medium. Oh, d- no, it, it's so annoying. I feel like we need a UK wide. Um, I don't know, unification of hot drink sizes. A standard. Yes. A standard that we can all live and work by, Bush. Exactly. Can we try small, medium and large? And I object to grande as well. I know, what even is that? What does fine, grande mean? Fine if Mark Wahlberg were to say it. Yeah. That's fine, he's mm-hmm. American. Yeah. But with the greatest respect, some of the baristas I have come into contact with are not American and they insist on saying grande. And they kind of correct you afterwards. You say, can I have a medium, please? They say, what, you want a grande? And I was like, no, I just have a medium. Thanks very much. Yeah, it takes so long, doesn't oh, it? I totally agree with you, Bush. Shall we come up with some alternatives? Yeah, yeah? other well, size names. So what do we do? I mean, I don't know. Maybe just numbers, one, two and three. Could I have size two, please? Two. How about piccolo... Ordinario and super size. I was trying to think of Italian. Uh, I, quite like, I quite like piccolo. That's a bit pic- pretentious. Nah. What is it with people? Winds me up. Are there any other life laws you'd like to bring in, Mel? Any other stuff that gets on your nerves day to day? Oh, what uh. else? What else? Oh, there's, there are loads of things. Right. Okay. Now. Uh-huh. I wish they'd make post uh, box apertures bigger. They're yeah. too small these days. You can't get anything in there. Is it on purpose to stop you getting certain sizes no, in I don't there, know. do you think? Oh, that, uh, sorry. It, these are all post office rated. You can no, no. see what's yeah. been on my mind. Spend a lot of time in there. In the last day or two. <laughs> that thing whereby you put a stamp on a letter which is slightly bigger than a normal envelope and mm. suddenly you're in a new bracket of stamp. Yes. When did that? No one ever told me about no. that. I know. 
Standardised drink, hot drink system, standardised stamp, which is yeah. quite hard to say, but you can see where we're going with yes, this. Yes, good, Bush. We've, we've put the world to right on this Saturday. Yes. Right, welcome into our boudoir. It's a parlour rather than a boudoir. Boudoir sounds a bit saucy. It's not It's not a saucy place. It's not, no, no, no. It's a friendly place. Describe a parlour. Now, what's a parlour look like? Well, in, in Mark Wahlberg style, yeah. I would say there's a bit of black velvet. A lot of black... Drapes? Like drapes. drapes? Yeah, that kind of thing. A sort of... It could be a brownstone building outside, yes, couldn't it? Yes, definitely. A parlour. And a sort of an Edwardian chair with a high back. Oh, yes. Quite imposing looking. Yeah, and lots of mahogany. This place is scary, but I like being here at the same time because I know we're doing something that's good. Exactly. Wheel out the parlour jar, please, my darling. I'm going to hold this parlour jar really close to the microphone. So when you hear, I love the you'll sound know. of things opening. Exactly. You'll know exactly what this is. Mainly, I love the sound of like a beer bottle or a wine bottle opening. That makes me sound like I'm slightly desperate and a drunk. But I love this as well. Here we have. Listen to this. Oh. oh. That could be at the beginning of an advert. That was great. <laughs> Actually, my suit when I go to weddings sometimes sounds like that when I'm trying to take it off at the end of the evening. <laughs> going to have to get a bigger one. Here we go. <laughs> Mel, here's the subject that someone from our office has written down. First ever gig. Interesting. First ever gig. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, right, it would have been 10 a.m. That's 10 a.m. Wow. Um, 1993. Talking about paid gig here. Let's go paid gig. Paid gig. Well, I say paid. It was at the Edinburgh Festival. So we were only paid once we'd made back the money that we'd shelled out to do Edinburgh Festival, which never happened. So actually, it was an unpaid gig. <laughs> 1993, mate. 10am, in yep. the audience, one person. Because oh, they always talk about that with comedians doing those things where you, yeah. you play in front of like a couple of people and the dog. Yeah. We were two on stage and we outnumbered <laughs> our audience by 50%. <laughs> she just got off the train at Waverley Station in Edinburgh and she was sitting with her rucksack on hunched over her day planner, the festival day planner. Yeah. She wasn't even looking up, mate. <laughs> That's so, that must have been, was that heartbreaking or did you it was find quite, it quite no, it was, a, it, was a, it was actually quite funny. 60 minutes of material done in about 20 because <laughs> we just thought we're not going to waste her time. And then we just said to her, look, would you like to come for a coffee? And we took her for a coffee. Oh, so she had a kind of day out with you she two. She was so cute. And I remember saying to her, so did you like the American sketch, the American characters? And she said... I, I didn't know that you were doing American. <laughs> She's lovely, though. Oh, bless her. What about yours, Bush? For, in terms of going to watch a gig, I remember taking my first ever girlfriend, Rachel, to go and watch Suede at oh, the Exeter Lemon Grove. Pretty cool. cool. She was a bit worried about going because it was quite a rough gig. And I said, don't worry, but it'd be totally fine. And we got to the front, Suede came on, Bernard Butler played his first chord, mm. and she got hit in the head with a can of Strongbow. <laughs> So awful. No, from the audience. Someone threw a can of Strongbow, it hit a square between the eyes. And we so had... you were at the St John's Ambulance? Well, I was sat at the back, rest of the gig, making sure she's okay. She was really upset. Oh. Probably live with her to this day. Oh, Bush, did what? you have to leave the gig early? Well, yeah, we, we didn't watch the rest of the set. And, and if you're going to get hit by something in the West Country, it had to be a can of Strongbow, <laughs> didn't it, as well? Oh, God bless oh, her. Oh, poor Rachel, I hope she recovered. Well, did you see her again? Well, after that, she started to... This is true. She got a job at Wimpy in Torquay and had to dress as Mr. Wimpy for kids' pies. And I saw her in her outfit, and that was it. I couldn't. That was our relationship over. I thought you were going to say, oh, that was it. We were together for oh, five years. Now, the outfit for Mr. Wimpy, I'm presuming, is a sort of spongy burger yep. in the middle of two bits of bread with eye holes. Wait. Very, very hot and smelly inside. It was very hot and smelly, but it's actually a big beef eater. Giant beef eater. <laughs> of course it was. An oversized beef eater... With eye holes. Yes. 
I saw somebody in the street with uh, having to do that with the subway. Oh, isn't it all the subway? God bless them in for doing comedy, it. massive, spongy legs, shoes, big subway for a body, yeah. and a spongy cape. Wouldn't you freak out if you were inside that thing? I'd have a real, like, claustrophobia panic attack in there. Yeah, I know what you're saying. My main worry would be who'd been in it before yes. and what had they left? What was the residue mm-hmm. left within the costume? We had the exact same problem when we were borrowing balaclavas to go go-karting at the stag do the other weekend. They'd been sweated into by other men. And did they smell, you know, that off-breath smell Yeah, that goes sharp? Smelt like the undercarriage of a dog. <laughs> So, yeah, that wasn't oh, very nice. Oh, Bush. Oh, well, there you go. Well, Rachel, God bless her and, and, and her large, wimpy outfit. <laughs> right, I'm donning the tweed cape as we speak and also the plus fours, Bush. <laughs> you know what's about to occur. Shall I put the deer stalker on? No, I'm not going to. No, I... I'll put my tin hat on. Yes. That's the look I'm going for today because it is tell Mel. It's a time of advice being dispensed, but not in a sort of ooh, oogie, woogie, coogie, poor you type thing. It's straight from the hip bush. Mm, yeah. Bring them in for the tell Mel surgery. Hi, Mel, it's Lucy. I've just decided in the past 20 minutes that I'm making biscuits tonight. What type should I make? Lucy, if you're making biscuits, always go for something with a nice sharp icing. I would go for a shortbread base and a sharp citrusy icing, i.e. lemon or orange. Next into the surgery. Hey Mel, it's John. My daughter wants us to buy her a pet. Any recommendations of a low-stress, low-maintenance pet? Hamster, John. Hamster, 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 all the way. The cage is small. The animal within the cage is also small. You don't have to take them out for a walk. Oh, no, John. They can basically stay in the cage, but you can let them out in some nice, as long as they're big enough, because otherwise it's cruel, balls that you sort of roll on the floor and they have a super time. Next. Hi, Mel. It's Jessica. So the evenings are getting cooler and I was thinking of getting my little dog, Bernie, a jacket. Is that okay? And if so, what pattern, design, colour, any ideas? Jessica, I'm saying no, no, no to a dog's wardrobe. Does a dog really need a wardrobe, Jessica? How about just going out and giving it some more exercise, Jessica? Instead of having to put a little booty or a jacket or a muffler onto the aforementioned four-legged canine animal. Jessica, no. Spend the money on something more useful. Well, I think that was a very tight surgery. Bush, would you agree? Absolutely. Job done. Advice dispensed? Mm Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, Right. Hello, Bush. Hello. Thanks very much for uh, listening to that little uh, podcast. Hear more larkish behaviour like this every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast.